Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to Off the Bench. This is Heidi St. John, and today is Mailbox Monday, and so you know I'm going to be tackling your questions, but so many crazy off-the-wall things have happened in the culture around us. I'm going to spend a little bit of time talking about that, including the left's obsession with erasing women. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. All right, you guys. So, you know, I was watching, like a lot of you, you know, I've been uh, keeping up on, it's hard to, right? Because we're living in such an upside down, wackadoo, wonky world right now. But I happened to be surfing Instagram in one of my quieter moments. And I'm pretty sure I put my sourdough bread down to rest for a little bit or something. Anyway, I just happened to catch these two dudes from Ulta. You guys are familiar with Ulta, right? So Ulta, the the company that that's, you know, all about beauty and all about skincare and all about it. Well, I don't know if you've been to Ulta lately, but today's Ulta is not the Ulta that I remember from years ago. And in fact, the last time I was in Ulta, I was in Ulta in Portland. Uh, most of the people that were serving us there were uh, drag queens. I mean, truly, there was one dude with a bandage wrapped around his Adam's apple because he was clearly in the throes of trying to transition, you know, from this life into uh, his life as a as a, a woman, a trans woman. And Ulta has a new podcast out now, and it's hosted by a dude named David Lopez. You guys might remember because like a year and a half ago. Uh, he was featured by Revlon and Revlon was like, look how amazingly beautiful David Lopez is in our 001 shade of eyeshadow that's making him look even more beautiful than he was on his own, right? The world's on fire. It's like Revlon forgot uh, who their demographic is. Cover Girl, right? In 2016, featured some dude on the front and we're all supposed to just pretend like, oh yeah, that's a woman. Yeah, it is. It is. No, it's not. It's not. And uh, I'm pretty sure that that most of us get that. We're living in a parallel universe where only the woke are enjoying this because the rest of us are like, can we stop now? Can we make it go away? Our children are really tired of watching men drag drag around town in cartoonish outfits trying to be more womanly than an actual woman could possibly be. But Ulta's new podcast absolutely took the cake. And I don't normally talk about Ulta on here, but I think it's actually time to like legit straight up boycott these guys. Uh, I quit going to Sephora when they went all woke. And what has happened recently with Ulta, it just absolutely takes the cake. So I'm going to play just a little bit of this interview with a dude. His name's Dylan Mulvaney. Obviously, he's a very confused young man, and he's talking about his transition. So I didn't listen to the whole thing. The podcast is like an hour long, but I did listen to enough of it to make me just go, when is this going to actually stop? Like, when is Ulta going to go, you know what? Our primary demographic is women. Stop calling us cis women. We're just women. Like, nobody wants to listen to your ridiculous labels anymore. It's absolutely on its head. But this guy, Dylan Mulvaney, talks about his transition. And in fact, if you get later on into the, the podcast, he actually picks up 
a piece of something in the transgender community that men refer to as tuck tape, and it helps them tuck their private parts up so that they can wear, you know, hot pants and stuff and not, and people wouldn't actually see that they were men by, uh, by their clothing. It's so sickening. And so this guy has been pretending to be a woman now for 167 days, and he calls this the beauty of girlhood. And it's time to be honest about the good and the bad and the silly moments that have come with finding girl, girl girlhood. And for this guy, honestly, he says that it's not, but it is. Clearly, if you listen to him, it's all about makeup. It's all about, you know, just making sure he can get his eyeshadow and figure out how to do eyeliner. And I got news for you, Dylan. Being a woman is a whole lot more than that. And uh, we're really sick of you talking about it, but, I, but I'm going to play a clip because I want you guys to kind of understand what we're up against right now and the insanity of it, because this is only going to stop when consumers say enough is enough. We're, we're tired of being pulled into your delusion. And this whole idea was, you know, a long time ago was we just want to be accepted. Well, we've gone way beyond acceptance now to actually participating in a delusion. So I'm going to play a little bit of this clip between this man uh, David Lopez, who's the host of Ulta Beauty's podcast, and this particular podcast called The Beauty of Girlhood with another dude, Dylan Mulvaney. So you've got two men talking about the beauty of girlhood and what it means to be a woman. Take a listen. The reality is anyone can wear pink. I want more men in pink, please. <laughs> I think it's so hot. Um, but that was that grieving process of boy Dylan was a real thing that my family is still going through very much. Yeah, and it, it's weird for me because now I'm I'm feel so successful. I feel so happy. Like I'm like, why wait, speed up from the funeral, babe. Like let's leave that party <laughs> and come over to this one because this one's a lot more fun. Yeah. But okay, the, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop him for just a second. Wait a second. Was, this one's a lot more fun. Clearly he doesn't know anything about being a woman. Because if you've come over to the woman party now and you think it's a lot more fun, it's because you don't understand what it means to be a woman. You don't have you don't understand what it means, what's to have a, what it's like to have a woman's physiology. You don't know what it's like to have a period. You don't know what it's like to actually wake up in the body of a woman. What you're doing is torturing yourself from the inside out and calling it womanhood. It's so messed up. It's unbelievable. I'm going to continue playing it. This, I think, was leaving behind. Although when I looked into my future, I didn't really see myself as a man that there wasn't because so much of the time I was hoping to be a woman, see, feeling like I was a woman, wanting to be feminine. But there were still moments of my life that I thought initially would be taken away. I was like, oh, well, I'll never be a parent now or, oh, I'll never, you know, be able to be play this role that I always wanted to play when I was a boy, my dream role or, you know, oh, I'm maybe like I had all these some of untrue like ideas like oh maybe i won't find love now like okay so now he's gonna say to you what were the untrue ideas that he had there were that was part of the grief mm. and now on the other side of it i'm like oh all of those sort of challenges or those finalized moments that i thought i was letting go actually just got sort of like refreshed and now i know i can find love I know I can still be a performer. I know that I can have, I want to have a family. I want to be a mom one day. And I absolutely can. And that's why we got to turn that the narrative still has a long way to go. Because when I was grieving boy Dylan, I didn't know those things were even accessible to me because there was. Okay. So Dylan, they're not accessible to you. Someone needs to sit this guy down and say, you are never going to be a mom. Because you're a man 
and men do not become women and men do not have babies and men cannot give birth, you are a man. We've got to start telling the truth. What I find is so fascinating is he starts saying about untruths as if he believes that there are something true and there are something untrue. And this is what I was talking about last week on the show. The hill of objective truth is one that's worth dying on. We have got to stop playing this game. We are injuring our children. We are hurting the culture. Uh, And this appeals literally to almost no one. Most normal people are going to look at this and go, wow, mental illness on display. But what's really sad about it, and I'm not even, listen, I feel sorry for these people. I genuinely do. But we're not helping when we decide, oh, it's, it's, it's sweet to buy makeup from Ulta. No, it's not. You guys are... When you spend your money at Ulta, what you're doing is you're giving Ulta money so they can pay two men to develop a podcast, which I'm sure is costing millions of dollars to to mansplain to women about what it means to actually be a woman. It's disgusting. It's freakish. And anyone that's looking at this man who thinks that he's now a woman understands that. And it makes me it makes me sad. So I'm I'm to the point now where I'm thinking it's time for just for us to say no to Disney, which we've been doing, like watch and see what's happening with Disney. No to Ulta, no to Sephora. And I'm going to ask my listeners, send me your favorite cosmetic companies that are not buying into this woke agenda, who actually understand that the vast majority of people who want to buy lipstick and eyeliner and mascara are women and not men. We've got to stop lying about this. And we've got to stop feeding into this culture that is absolutely bent on just dis- on uh, on saying that up is down and down is up and left is right and right is left and there is no truth and your truth is your truth and my truth is my truth it's absolutely not reality we've got to stop living in an alternate reality and get back to reality pretty quick because we're hurting the culture and we are a nation in decline i'm going to answer your questions i've got several of them i want to get to today i'm going to take a quick break first though and i'll be right back This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. All right, you guys. So thank you for sending your questions in. I appreciate it. Last week, I talked about alternatives to Halloween and you guys, as I was hoping, you sent me in a whole bunch of them. So I'm going to read them off to you. So I did a podcast about Halloween. I told you why my family stopped participating in it, but I believe we go back to Philippians 4. Whatever is good, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute. This is why I'm so frustrated with Christians who are not speaking out about the trans agenda. It's the opposite of what God says is good and lovely and true. And if you're watching what's happening in our in our public school systems, particularly in California, where they are absolutely on fire, injuring our children, body, soul, mind, and spirit, then you'd understand exactly why I'm so up in arms about this. We've got to start getting back to, we vacuumed God out of the culture, right? We literally just said, we don't need God anymore. And now we're watching as just what I can only describe as the forces of hell. I think that most people, are very interested in safeguarding the innocence of children. I think that most people are very interested in not 
you're not saying that men can have babies and men can get pregnant. It goes right along the lines of whatever is good, whatever's true, whatever's lovely, right? Whatever's honorable. And uh, Halloween doesn't fall into any of those categories. And so I asked you guys to send me in your alternatives. Trisha in Colorado said, our family has never celebrated Halloween for many years now, though. We have created a new tradition. We put up our Christmas tree and the lights without ornaments. We play Christmas music and enjoy bringing light and life into our home on such a dark night. We do hand out candy at our door, and it's fun as the children and parents notice the Christmas music coming from our house through the open door. It's our way to bring light and life to our neighborhood. I love that, Trisha. Thanks for sending that in. Rosanna in Colorado said, we have a party with like-minded families. Gourd bowling, apple bobbing, finding hidden fall items and piles of popcorn. All attendees bring a bag of their favorite candy and all the kids share. Uh, if we're if we're carving pumpkins, no jack-o'-lanterns as they have a demonic history, but you can have fun with art, not faces. Don't forget jumping in leaf piles too. Uh, Stacy in Missouri said that they do a pinata. Chrissy in South Carolina, our favorite to date was a staycation at a local hotel that had a great pool set up. It also helped serve the harvest festivals at our church. We had a movie and a game night inviting like-minded friends over. I love that idea. Like I told you, our friend... Um, our church did a fall festival about two weeks ago now, and they just invited the neighborhood and they did all the traditional things, you know, bobbing for apples. We had a taco truck out in the parking lot. So many awesome ways to enjoy the season of fall and not participate in the darkness that is Halloween. Mindy in Kentucky said, we do something called the pumpkin prayer. It's pumpkin carving while teaching your child how to pray. We've got it. I've got it listed on a blog post. So I'm going to try to link back to that uh, from Mindy in Kentucky. Shelly in Wisconsin said, we have never celebrated Halloween with our kids, but we do pumpkin day. We decorate our kitchen area in orange with tablecloths and pumpkin balloons, pumpkin plates and cups. And then we eat a pumpkin themed breakfast, like orange pumpkin shaped pancakes. We carve pumpkins and roast the seeds. Listen, Shelly, I'm with you. I love carving uh, pumpkins with my kids and eating the pumpkin seeds. I love roasted pumpkin seeds. You guys can put garlic on them. You can put salt and pepper on them. You can lightly roast them. You can roast them uh, for longer periods of time. And I will put them in containers and have them for literally months. I love roasted pumpkin seeds. It's probably one of my favorite things. Also, if you've never tried making pumpkin soup out of your leftover pumpkins, you guys should give it a try. Uh, I have an awesome recipe on my blog at Heidi St. John dot com, which, uh, which is a butternut squash bisque, but you could substitute pumpkin for it. And it's excellent. So check that out. You guys just Google Heidi St. John butternut squash bisque, and you could so totally do it with butternut squash, or you can do it with pumpkin. Either way, it's a delicious soup. I've done it with, uh, with both of them. So she says that they carve pumpkins, they roast the seeds. I love it. They have pumpkin quesadillas for lunch. And uh, then we cook these in the oven. We serve with orange punch or Gatorade. Man, you guys are going all out. We do word searches and other activities. I always make pumpkin cutout cookies the day or two before, and then we decorate them with sprinkles and orange frosting. So, wow, you guys, uh, that sounds like fun. She says her kids really look forward to it every year. Brittany in Mississippi said, my husband and I have been looking for alternatives for a couple of years now, and I appreciate hearing about some of them from you. I would like to give an alternative that occurred to me due to a circumstance with my grandma. This year, she had to be put in a nursing home due to Alzheimer's. I found out that her nursing home, that her nursing home residents would be there handing out uh, candy on Halloween. And so we are taking our children to visit them to trick or treat. And when we visit, all of the elderly people are over the moon 
when they see our children. Maybe other listeners would like to visit their local nursing home and spread a little joy to the elderly if they are having an event like this. You know, I love that idea as well, Brittany. And you bring up a really good point. There are a lot of people who are alone and lonely right now in nursing homes. This comes into a very, very sad and difficult time of the year for a lot of those people who really, for lack of a better word, have been left alone uh, at these uh, nursing homes. And they're literally forgotten. I know that because my sister, uh, her family owned several nursing homes for many, many years. And the stories that she would come home and share with us were absolutely heartbreaking about so many people whose uh, families just, you know, uh, pay for their care there. And then they just forget that they are, that they exist. So I love that idea. I, lo- I love the idea of just sitting down Uh, with some of these older people and asking them about their life because they like to talk to people and to have visitors. So uh, I really love that. Thank you uh, very much for sending that in, Brittany. I appreciate it. What time is it? All right, I got a little bit more time. This one was a difficult question. It comes from a listener in New Mexico. She said, Heidi, I've been with my husband for 17 years and married for 12. I've come to find out that he's been battling a porn addiction that has now turned into a sex addiction. It's turned out he's had multiple affairs over the course of our marriage, and I am devastated. He admitted to me, uh, admitted this to me, otherwise I would never have known, and I feel now like an idiot. He recently gave his life to the Lord. He wasn't a believer when we met. I don't know how to forgive him. I don't know whether to leave him or not. I don't know how I can ever trust him again. I'm a stay-at-home homeschooling mom of two. I know whatever a decision that I make will affect our kids. Do you have any advice or insight? Yes. So uh, I I wish that I could tell you that I have never received this question before or this circumstance. But honestly, uh, with the rise of the internet, especially porn is so readily available. I have done many episodes on the porn addiction that has uh, washed over the world with the advent of the internet and the accessibility, it used to be that if you wanted access to pornography, you had at least embarrass yourself and go down to some seedy, you know, uh, minute show, minute mart on the corner of, you know, whatever street in the middle of downtown Portland, wherever we were. But now nobody needs to know. And these, uh, an addiction in both men and women is on the rise. One thing I will say, having counseled several women over the course of my 33 years of marriage in this, if you've got a husband who's straight outside of your marriage and he's sleeping with other women, I would, to me, that's immediate grounds for a separation. Uh, You know, obviously it's biblical grounds for divorce, but I will tell you that I've also counseled women and heard from many women who have come out of this on the other side, learned how to trust their husbands again. The husbands have repented, truly repented. And I think you're not in a position with your husband right now to know whether he's sincere or not, or whether or not this will happen again. Obviously, he's hidden it from you all these years. You're absolutely right when you say that there's no trust between you because that trust has been shattered when he strayed outside of the bonds of of marriage. And I got to tell you guys, pornography does that, right? Pornography takes you outside of the bounds of your marriage in so many ways. And pornography kills real love. My husband and I have uh, told our children, particularly as our boys, and you know they're all grown now, that if you want to have a great sex life, stay away from porn. 
it's it's a devastating reality when you wake up one day and you realize that your husband's not a, not attracted to you anymore because he's attracted to an image that he sees on his computer screen that you'll never be able to measure up to. It's a devastating thing. And I know that you're that people are listening to this right now and there are a lot of women who are facing this kind of a scenario right now. And so that's why I don't I never jump to, hey, you should just get divorced. God hates divorce, right? The Bible's teaching on divorce is very clear. But I also believe when you're dealing with somebody who is so deep into pornography that his that his um, viewing of pornography has now turned into an actual physical manifestation of the sin and the wickedness that he's been harboring in his heart, that is something that needs to be addressed immediately. And so I would be getting counseling, talking to your pastor, um, and you need to he needs to be able to prove that he's trustworthy, and that's going to take time. And it took, it sounds like it took a while for him to get to this point. It's going to take a while for you guys to back out. I do back out of it and get to a healthy place in your marriage. And I do know that it's possible because I have friends who have been in the situation and heard from listeners over the years that God has restored the their their marriages, even marriages as broken as this one, even when trust has been shattered as yours has obviously been shattered. Um, but it's going to take work and it's going to take time. And if your husband is willing to do that work and to invest in that time, it starts with accountability and uh, pronto, it starts with accountability. And that means you have access to his phone, you have access to his computer, you understand what's coming in and out of your house in terms of images and all those kinds of things. This is a devastating thing to recover from, but it's not impossible and God can do it. And so I want you to be encouraged that God can do it and just know that he has for your marriage, if both of you will submit to him, and your husband will ask for forgiveness and actually walk in that restoration, right? Repentance is, uh, in the Greek, is metanoia. It means I change my mind. I turn around. I'm not going to go that way anymore. And he can do that with the help of the Holy Spirit. And you can forgive him with the help of the Holy Spirit. But I would say there there, there needs to be a separation. There needs to be very serious uh, counseling that needs to happen uh, in your marriage and probably in your family. And then committing that to prayer and really walking with the Lord. So I'm praying for you. I thank you for sending that letter in to me. If you guys have something that you would like me to address here at the show, you can reach out to me at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. You'll find a form there to fill out. We love to answer your questions and we love to hear from you. There's a team of people here that prays for people regularly. Not everyone's comment makes it to the show, but we do pray for those comments as they come in. We love to hear from you. And if you've got suggestions for cosmetic companies. In fact, I saw some of them on my Instagram and we're working at creating a list right now and we're going to put them here uh, at the podcast. If you guys have organizations, companies that are doing what Ulta is doing, only not with a woke uh, here, let's look at it. Let's, let's put two men on a show and let's have them talk about being a woman. If you guys have suggestions for where we could buy cosmetics and not feel like we are participating in this ridiculous ideology, let me know. HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday, and we will share them on the show. Hope you guys have a great day. Thank you so much for listening. And I'm going to come back here tomorrow with my friend, uh, Miss Emily Laddick, and we are going to be talking about how she was able with, uh, along with the Eden Freedom Fighters, to create a massive shift in the library right there in Enid, Oklahoma. Good things are happening, you guys. Love your children well, love your families well. And I will see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at momstronginternational.com. 